Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, a second Wilhelm scream at a time. What? This is the first one in the movie. The first Wilhelm scream in the movie at a time. We just talked about this this week. You're right. I forgot. <laughs> I'm Norman Mitchell. <laughs> we talked about this yesterday. I'm uh, disappointed. You should be. <laughs> I deserve your scorn. I'm, I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. <laughs> and today we're talking. <laughs> You're jumping the gun, man. I am. I just think I just always think this is the second one for no, some reason. I don't know why. This is the first one. I don't know why. Today we're talking about minute seventy four, which starts with <laughs> uh, this Wilhelm scream that I mistakenly called the second one, and ends with Faramir saying to Gandalf, "They've taken the bridge and the West Bank." So this minute starts off with the Nazgul just tearing all these horsemen apart. Yeah, that's so sad. There's that one really dynamic shot of the Nazgul diving and sweeping directly at the camera and just plowing over like four horses. Yeah. Just, all right. Some The special effects here largely hold up. Yeah. They look I pretty good. I agree with that. Um, what are they? They're just picking people up and dropping them, right? Yeah, and just like kicking horses over and crushing people. It would be... Um... The Wilhelm scream guy dies by getting dropped on his head. He's like swimming through the air and then yeah. you see him just hit the ground head first behind some horses well we don't actually see him make impact but it's implied but he's he's just aimed at the ground like a lawn would dart. it be better or worse if the nazgul were eating them why not both i think i mean it would be better for the gondorians because then if they were actually eating them there would be less There'd be more time to get away, I think. Yeah, because like, they have to stop. There would and be pick like less food. casualties. But as a moviegoer, I don't know which is worse. Right? Mm. Seeing a Nazgul pick the innards out of some guy. And just yeah, just launch. Like Prometheus and the the bird. Was it? It's a. Is it, it's an eagle. It's an eagle. Yeah. A hellhawk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an eagle. They might be ravens, actually, now that I think about it. I don't remember. Some some bird. Some kind of carrion bird. <laughs> so then Gandalf rolls up and he turns on his light bright. His big his big shiny staff and he scares the Nazgul away. His light bright? Yeah. Um his that's torch. not a light bright. Did you ever play with a light bright as a kid? Yeah, the, you just make the clown picture. Just stick it in the box. <laughs> Never play with it again. Oh, dude, we played with ours constantly. But he turns on he turns on the light on his on his staff. He shines it at him. They retreat. Yeah, are they afraid of the light, or is this supposed to be like magic? Or there's the um, like the single, um, like choral line that we get with the um, is it a children's choir? I don't know about the tone of it. It either it sounds like a woman or like a like a boy i think they did a lot of stuff with a boys choir yeah if um, i'm not mistaken and the music is very evocative um and i guess every time we hear like pretty choral music we're conditioned to think like at least i think elves yeah so i don't know 
Yeah. I don't know what Gandalf is doing here, actually. Right. I've like they joke about this in the commentaries. It's like, well, why didn't he just do this all the time? Uh, Back, you demon. But I don't think this is necessarily a a magical force driving the Nazgul away more than the Nazgul have now been made aware that there is a wizard here. Like this is Gandalf but he's presenting himself to them. holding them back though. So no, I, I think they retreat more because they know that the kind of being a wizard is, is on par with Sauron. So they pull back. I don't think he keeps them at bay with the light itself. Really? No, I think it's more the same kind of way he presents himself to the Balrog. Like he announces what he is to the Balrog and it, Gives it a little bit of pause before it strides forward again. Yeah. I think this is a similar kind of deal, but Nazgul are not on the same level of power as a Balrog. Right. So I think that it's because just... Because the light is shining on these three and they like are stuck. It looks like they're stuck in the beam of it. Yeah, because he. it looks like he's driving them away with it. See, I've just, I've never really taken this to be a literal spell of defense. I've always taken this as an announcement that Gandalf is here. Okay. And that the the wraiths know what this kind of means. Like, the creature is a creature that came from deep in the earth. Right, so it would be a So bright light, it's just like, oh, God. But it's out in the daylight. It's got the shadow cover over it a little. Yeah, but not... Not completely. Not if they chased them all the way here. Right. I think they would have stopped at some point. Turned around anyway. They wouldn't have gone into Gondor proper or gotten close enough for the catapults to hit them. The wraiths aren't that stupid. Yeah. The beasts might on their own. But I think the so rates pull back. That means that uh, because the Witch King challenges Gandalf later on, like these three aren't the Witch King. Right. Okay. He's the greatest of the nine. Right. Chiefest among Sauron's servants. That's interesting. Yeah, I've always taken this to be like some kind of magic something, but I don't actually, watching it now, I'm just like, this doesn't really do anything. Like, it's a really cool shot. Yeah. No, I've I've always taken this the same way as the as the you shall not pass and he cracks the he cracks the bridge with his power a little bit yeah. to just let the Balrog know what he is. And I take this kind of the same way. I think it's interesting that you bring up Moria too because the phrasing that Faramir has as far as like they've taken the bridge in the West Bank, it sounds like um uh like the 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 lines in the diary the lines in the diary it's balin's di- no 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 yeah balin no but balin dies no um isn't it ori no who's the youngest one nori nori ori dory yeah nori nori yeah. i think it's nori that's right because it's balin's tomb yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's the the diary of his company yeah um, An account just, of what happened. It just reminds me of Gandalf saying they've taken the bridge. Drums. Drums in the deep. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When he, he's reading it after he right. like blows the dust off of it. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of similar. That's interesting. I I wonder if a certain amount of that is probably just the way that Tolkien wrote stuff, but also a certain amount of that is probably the kinds of dialogue and the kind of patterns that Philippa and, and Fran and Peter like in dialogue. Yeah. So some things just kind of come out similarly. Huh. Yeah, it's it, might, it's, it might be a coincidence. It could like... be a total coincidence. So I really like the shot of the way it's filmed is with a truck following Gandalf on the horse. And it just slowly creeps further to the right as Shadowfax turns. Uh-huh. 
to reveal the Minas Tirith miniature. Yeah. Which is the kind of shot that you would you would never have seen in a movie before this with a miniature superimposed in a background like that. Mm. Because previously green screen and like digital effects technology just wasn't good enough to place a miniature in something and have it move without it looking cheesy. Right. And this looks pretty good. You can you can kind of see the edges of it. Maybe in part because the of the quality up like the upscaling, upscaling on the yeah on the video we've got, but it still looks pretty good. It's pretty convincing. It doesn't linger on it. Right. It's you'll see it for less than a second. So yeah, I just think it's a really cool shot, and it's one of my favorite shots uh, in this whole movie because mm. I think it's a really cool reveal of the the miniature and a good way to get a look at it. Yeah. And if this had actually been uh used when Gandalf and Pippin arrived it would have been the first kind of shot of the city I feel that they would have given us because I think the white it's the white rider I feel like some of that was pickups and maybe if they had actually decided to place this scene with Pippin and Mer and with, with Pippin and Gandalf arriving we wouldn't have gotten as much of that and we wouldn't have seen the city already so that would have been the first look at Minas Tirith I think we would have probably because we get the one shot of seeing it at a distance in the Fellowship, when right, right. Gandalf goes to do improper library etiquette. Because <laughs> I think that would be a good reveal of of like a good sneak peek at it before they actually ride into the city. Yeah, and this also another thing that this kind of gives more context to as to why it's done the way it is is the way that Gandalf rides up through the city streets, because if he arrived back into Gondor. With these guards from Osgiliath, it makes sense that guards on horseback are following up up the city. Yeah, that makes sense. So that makes that make more sense, too, the way that that was filmed. But then you would have to completely restructure, like, the Denethor stuff? I, I'm not so sure, because I think Faramir's first instinct is probably still to check on all the people that might be injured and take them to the Houses of Healing first. You don't think that he would have... Well, he probably... Because Gandalf just takes right up up to Denethor. I think that's the way that that was originally going to be structured. Yeah. Because the the Denethor Faramir scene next week, there's no reason that couldn't have come directly after the Denethor Gandalf scene. I know, but that's just a lot of Denethor all in one sitting. Whatever, just give me more John Noble. Right, I'm not saying that like I want less of that, but I mean like with in- nothing in between to break it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Denethor could, you could also write off a break in it to show like the night afterwards where Pippin is like getting his, getting his armor and sword and stuff. And then still show that scene after that with Denethor and Faramir and write it off as Denethor just uh, making Faramir wait for his time because he doesn't care for Faramir. Mm. It's just like, oh, he has something important to tell me. Well, he can tell me tomorrow. But if Faramir is back... Denethor must know what happened. Like, Osgiliath fell. Right. And he's just waiting. Letting letting Faramir's own insecurity and paranoia bubble uh, up inside of him before he berates worst. him. No, that's so bad. Because uh, Denethor's bad. I know. I know. And then they all they all how ride many, into Minas Tirith here. How many here. guys do you think? Like survived a, the Osgiliath? Like a hundred? There's like a hundred horses here, right? I would, yeah, somewhere between 60 and a hundred. Because a lot more pile in after Gandalf does. I was going to say, probably not many more than 60, honestly. I don't know. That's a lot. It's hard to tell. Yeah. It's hard to tell how many of these may have been guards that were getting mounted up to go out to meet them when they saw them coming. Well, no, I mean, like, the gates open and 
all the guard, all the horses are there. So like, yeah, because Faramir's at the front. These gates are really pretty. I like they are. them. They are really pretty. They appear to be old bronze. I like all the cool like relief carvings in them. Yeah, I would assume that those are all past kings and stewards of Gondor. Yeah. Who's the big guy in the middle, do you think? Well, there's two. So my guess would be that it's supposed to be, um, was it, it's Isildur and... Anarion. Anarion, yeah. But they um, they all look like mirror images of each other. Like, they don't look different at all. I think the two biggest ones look different. I think their no. their capes are different. No, I don't think so. And, like, the there's, like, a woman on one of like one of the flanking and then there's like an old man so I, I think it's supposed to be a king his wife and his steward okay does that make sense yeah that makes sense so who is this king so but when you look at the two big ones if you can see it in their their what is their left shoulder the one on the right side the right side in the camera i think that the shape of the carving of their shoulders is different no it's the same the he- pauldron they're exactly the same, I think. Oh, no, their hands are different. They're not the same. I think they're supposed to be Isildur and Anarion. Because the little figures next to them aren't quite the same either, they I don't think. They look the same, though. Like, No, I think the, the woman is and the old man is. Um, Their hand, their, the position of their hands is different. And yet their, their cloaks kind of fall the same. I still think their shoulders look a little different. No, I think the pauldron is exactly the same. It's just the angle that we're looking at it. Maybe. It's very hard to tell. It's weird that, like, the woman and the old man in these carvings are not mirrored, but the big um, figure in the middle is mirrored. It's not, though, because the their shoulders are in the same positions, but their hands but are their different. But their hands are mirroring each it's other. It's just their hands it's that are weird. mirrored. And their swords. Yeah, it's just the position of their hands and their swords that's different, that's mirrored. Huh. That that's one of the things that makes me think that maybe this is supposed to be a Sildur and an Aryan. Are they twins? No. No, they're just brothers. Yeah. But it's an it's a little little detail. Yeah. These I think. Uh, I did I not write it down? I don't think I wrote it down. I don't know. Um. So the the full height of this Minas Tirith set where these gates were yeah. is about eight meters. So and these gates I would guess it's like what twenty one feet. Uh, more than that. It's like 20, 26, 26 feet and some change, I think. Wow. Because a, a meter is roughly 39 inches, so it's a yard and three inches. Mm. These, so these gates must be at least three quarters, or at least, like at least half that tall, if not a little taller, you would think. Because the, the horses going through these look small. Yeah, yeah. So the this gates is, look impressive. So these are probably uh, 18, 20 feet tall, these gates. And the portcullis is right behind them because mm-hmm. they like lift up a portcullis. Yeah. Or it maybe it's not a full portcullis. It's just the the teeth in the ground on the backside of the gate that hold it shut. I think it's not really a full portcullis. Yeah. No. It looks like the mechanism of the gate itself. Yeah. It's built into the back of the doors and it lifts up so they can open. The teeth come up. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's this, and it looks like bronze because because I I would doubt it's copper. Uh, it is green. Yeah. Bronze turns green eventually too, right? I think so. Um I like this horse statue. Yeah, and this like cast too. this like cast horse statue. And then Faramir approaches Gandalf and well, Gandalf. Bronze is a like, little oh. more durable of a metal, right? Yeah, bronze copper. is tougher. Yeah. It's not iron. No, because iron turns brown. Right. <laughs> Brownish red. Yeah. And uh those those doors are very green. Yeah. 
So I would guess bronze. Bronze is a common is a common sculpture material. Yeah, I really like all the detail and um, this like courtyard area, including yeah. the gates. Yeah, these are impressive. Actually, I think that this um, it's iron with the bronze in between. Yeah, the the cross pieces are iron. Hmm, that looks that looks right. Yeah, and I like that the tree is in the middle, the very middle. Yeah. Where it splits open. You can just barely see the detail of the tree on these uh, two guys in the middle's breastplates, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. It's just barely there. So if these are like a king and his wife and the steward, then would the people underneath them be... Their children? His his children. But there's like six larger figures and three smaller ones. So would it be um, like his three children and then like six generals or advisors? Um, It's very... um, like Roman. Well, I was going to say Egyptian in the way that, like, the people are different sizes. Oh, yeah. Um, so maybe, I'm not sure. It's got a very, um, it looks really Roman to me in the way that they're in relief. Yes. And the yeah. columns around But I mean, them. like, the, um, like, indicating the size of someone based on their importance. Yeah. So I'm not sure who these, like, three little, little mini guys are, but it would make sense for at least some of them to be... Um, his children. Yeah. That's why I would think that the three directly under him that are the smallest are his kids. And then maybe these other six are generals or, or soldiers. Because some soldiers. of them have like swords. There's like a big ass um, shield. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Let's see if I can dig up some detail about this gate because I'm actually super curious Yeah, now. it's really cool. It is. It's a really nice set piece. And they they all empty into this courtyard, and Faramir starts to tell Gandalf what's going on. He calls him Mithrandir. He does because that's what they call him in the south, in general, but not everyone does. No. Mithrandir, the White Rider. The White Rider. But like, why would they call him the White Rider? Just. That's so such a vague thing to call him because if this is him arriving there, this is the first time he's been there since he's become Gandalf the White. So them calling him the White Rider is just oh yeah, that's weird. Kind of weird. Yeah, because he was like the Gray Pilgrim before. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was the Gray Pilgrim. Yeah. So it's just kind of interesting. I think that's what Mithrandir means. Actually, I'd have to. Uh, no, I. Doesn't it just mean like? wise one wise one or something maybe you're right it's like it's an, been a while it's since an we elvish, looked it up um word yeah it's been a while since we we looked at oh it. no it doesn't mean gray pilgrim that's what i thought i was right <laughs> my bad gray pilgrim in cinderin hmm. or wanderer gray pilgrim or wanderer hmm. but yeah so it's kind of weird that they're calling him the white rider like that eh. but yeah whatever so, you got anything else? Um, nope. Cool. We're from the website DuelingGenre.com. Check us out there. If you'd like to continue the discussion in today's episode, you can check us out on our Facebook listener group uh, called The Fellowship of the Mic. It's pretty active there most of the time. Um, so, yeah, check out the check out the <laughs> Facebook listener group. It's a good time. We post a lot of memes. We, I don't. I mean, I do but like the collective we like the collective we the, the, the community yes post lots of memes asking some good questions there, i mean there's good discussion in there too yeah 
So go check it out. Make the community more active. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to finish out the week uh, with Minute 75, also known as Episode 495 of this podcast. But who's counting? But who's counting? Me. I'm counting. That's my job. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>